Last week, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited Tonga for bilateral talks with Prime Minister Huakavemi Liku. Blinken expressed his concern at China's influence in the Pacific, calling it problematic. The visit occurred just days before a hospital ship belonging to China's navy anchored off Nukualofa, where it will provide free medical services to Tongans for one week. It's raised eyebrows on the current geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China. Final Funua spoke to Tonga Times editor Kalafi Moala. It must be awkward for Tonga's Prime Minister to meet with PRC officials and host a welcoming party for a Navy ship that belongs to the People's Liberation Army when literally a few days before that he was hosting a joint press conference with the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and during that press conference Blinken calls China's influence in the region problematic. So, Prime Minister Huakava Meiliko has had to be very diplomatic, hasn't he? Uh, yes. Um, it, it's, it's really a, a, um, a very sensitive, put it that way, sensitive time. Uh, I mean, uh, the Secretary, uh, State Secretary left on... Uh, uh, Wednesday evening, and then uh, here it is uh, Friday morning. Uh, the, the Chinese uh, uh, naval hospital ship uh, called the Ark Peace uh, arrived in Tonga, and so there's a lot of of meetings with high officials going on uh, with the Secretary General, of course, on on a Wednesday before he left, and then even with the ship being here, the Chinese ship, there's a lot of of uh, of meetings, bilateral meetings. Uh, the question was brought up concerning the um, and what you call, I guess, the geopolitical uh, tension or competition, at least that uh, happens uh, between China and the United States. And I think the Secretary General's response was quite uh, well measured even though he did point out a, a, a few concerns. Uh, and his, his uh, comment was the fact that, yeah, it's uh, sovereign countries like Tonga, they, uh, they have the freedom to uh, uh, accept any kind of uh, aid or, or partnership with any country that they choose. And in the same way, those countries that are giving uh, aid or giving uh, assistance um, they have the freedom to do so. But he did warn, and I thought this was something that he went a little bit further than he would normally do in diplomacy. He used the word uh, predatory, for example, uh, saying that there are certain projects and certain investments that are done, especially uh, uh, by a country like China, that are predatory in nature. And what he meant by that, that they are doing that with political strings attached to it. And he referred to uh, marine claims uh, at the China, uh, South China Seas, where China is claiming territories there that they shouldn't be claiming. He also refers to investments that, that are done maybe without uh, uh, transparency and uh, investments that are expecting uh, almost like a, a bribery. He didn't use the word bribery, but that's what he was seems to be referring to uh, in order to uh, entice uh, some of these nations 
and to be involved then which will which will lead to corruption i mean he he in so many words said what he said so it's a, it was an interesting visit and interesting uh um exchanges and who who of course the prime minister of tonga was the only reference he made to china he said tonga is going to uh is starting to pay off the debt uh of the loan from china and he says there's no problem for the government to do that and that's the only reference he, he made concerning uh, china's involvement in tonga i recently visited the united states where i attended various presentations from uh, geopolitical analysts. The perspective that I gathered from them is basically they're not happy with the growing influence of the PRC in the Indo-Pacific region. They view it as destabilizing. They view it as imperialistic. They view it as exploitive. There was discussion on the debt traps. What's your response to these analysts? My, my, as a Pacific Islander, my, my immediate response would be that we need to look at, at history. When we look at the history and see how those two countries have dealt with the Pacific, uh, with all due respects to the United States and all the great things and the good things they've done in the Pacific, let me tell you uh, one thing. They are the one nation that have tested their nuclear weapons in the Pacific. I mean, in France, of course. And we still have problems in the Pacific, in the Marshall Islands, with radioactivity and nuclear activity that happens there. Uh, they're, they're, they're one nation that have confiscated some of the islands in the Pacific. I mean, they've always justified it for good reason. I mean, you've got an American Samoa, you've got a Guam, uh, you've got even the Marshall Islands that's basically uh, under the U.S. umbrella, much of, of Micronesia. And so uh, China have not invaded uh, any part of the Pacific. China have not tested any nuclear weapons in the Pacific. And so uh, when, when you look at history and, and you see what, if any damage has been done to the Pacific, I, I would say it's been done by the West in the Pacific, despite all the good things that have uh, come from the West. So China is a new player and we've got to, uh, engage them uh, and uh, allow them uh, uh, to 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 do things that we really need them to do, and we make those decisions as uh, sovereign nations uh, and uh, need not to be interfered by by the West or Western nations. So, I mean, that's that's my. Uh, my immediate response to your question is that we need to just to look back at history and see how those two nations have dealt with us. And history normally determines how the future is going to work out. And uh, despite the, the feeling generally through the Pacific that seems to be a lot more pro-American, pro-West, uh, we need to, uh, I think, be a little bit more critical.